Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the story straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi minute. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. I'm Steve Azar. Welcome to In a Mississippi Minute. Go to visit Mississippi.org. Check out all the awesome things you can do right here. Birthplace of American music, so much history and culture. Trust me, pretty dang cool. When today's guest would come to my home studio to write a song, I'd just turn the tape recorder on and let him go. He was like a walking song, so prophetic, so prolific, so dang good, and a fireball of energy to boot. He always made me feel really good. I've written with a lot of incredible writers in my time, but today's guest truly shines, and his mind and soul are truly remarkable, with songs recorded by me, of course. In addition, he's written singles and on the radio you've heard from Mark Chestnut, James Wesley, Craig Morgan, Blake Shelton, so many more, Ashley McBride, you name it. My man's done it. As an artist, he is like dynamic and very unique and i certainly miss seeing this man on a regular basis since moving back home so i can't wait to get caught up it's been a while please welcome my pal the great neil cody hey neil thank you steve that was very nice of you to say all that i do miss you living in nashville i want you to know that probably more than anybody oh i love you i love you well uh well i'm like one of those dogs that have been away you know i drive by your house every now and then and think maybe they're back maybe they've come back Hey, I have one question for you before we start. Uh-oh, yeah. Every day, I well, I, I, I'm not really on social media. I am, but I'm not. I've got a deactivated Facebook account. <laughs> uh, I get tired of seeing all my relatives' vacations and what they think is amusing. But when I see you on there, when I do go on there, you look fantastic. You still look like a Disney prince, and I look like the guy from Up. And I want to know I want to know the secret to that. You look amazing. You crack me up. Well, probably probably uh trick photography, photoshopping, uh Dr. Joseph Terracina in Greenville. Uh let me think my mom's jeans and olive oil. <laughs> Can I tell you something? I go to the YMCA here in Bellevue. I have to tell you this before we start. There's a couple there from Greenville, Carolyn and JW, and I love them. And I'll tell you, every time I see them, if I see you, they always ask if I've talked to you. You know, like you make me want to be a better person, they make me want to be a better person. Uh, I love it. Well, we've gotten started already, so all this is we're this is all go. Uh, Neil, so you grew up in Baltimore. You and I meet at Roger Murrow's. I was so uh, fascinated when I first heard you through the little cubicle doors that we had because they sure weren't. They definitely weren't. Uh, there wasn't enough insulation in there <laughs> to keep things going. <laughs> you know what? Can I tell you something? Well, I actually grew up in Thurmont, Maryland, which is western Maryland, which is pretty far from Baltimore. Uh, I moved to Baltimore to go to college. It was the only I big gotcha. town I could 
go-to to get out of the little town I was running <laughs> away from. But uh, I was fascinated with you, too. And I'm, I think Roger thought that we wouldn't be friends. He thought that about me and Jimmy Melton, too. But the two greatest friends I made were you and Jimmy Melton. I appreciate that, and I feel the same way. Because I think we were put into this sort of bowl to compete. But I never felt that way about you. And I know I you didn't feel did that either. way about me. There, I was I pulling for you, man. I'm not competitive. Well, I was pulling for you, too. <laughs> and I, I'm not a competitor. You know, that's part of the problem with me in the music <laughs> I think if I lit a little more fire under myself, I'd probably do a little better. But I'm just not into you know, I'm not very athletic. Number one, I can, you know, I can, I can do little things, but you know, the elliptical is hard for me. So I really don't have that competitive nature. And then, and also my biggest thing in life is I really like people and I want to get to know people and I want to connect, you know, I'm adopted. Maybe it's the whole orphan gene, but Mm -hmm. if I see someone, I have anything remotely in common with, especially somebody like you, well, it's going to be all about being friends. All right. So Neil, so yes, take sir. me back to growing up as a kid because, I mean, I used to love it. You go, I'm white trash, Steve. I'm white trash. I said, well, yeah, I kind of am. used to crack well, my up. My parents would hate me for saying that. They're not. But yeah, the they town were. I grew up in, definitely rural, sort of Appalachia, you know, in the mountains. And, uh, I, you know, I look back on it now and I realize it was probably one of the greatest places to grow up in the world to be a songwriter. Um, especially for me, I, I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. My refuge certainly was church. You know, a lot of people have church issues. I had an issue when I wasn't in church because right. the people who loved me the most were church. And I think I was definitely influenced by the music, especially gospel music. I wanted to do something with my life, and the only entertainment opportunity was to work on a radio station. And I hosted a gospel music show on a country radio station, and I sort of discovered all the music that I... I wanted to to be a part of when I was working there. I would see the little name at the bottom of a Conway Twitty record, and I realized, hey, Conway didn't write this. Roger Murrah did. I need to be Roger Murrah. <laughs> That's right. That's so right. And we, we still need to be Roger Murrah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. I saw him at Thanksgiving, by the way. He's doing great. Uh, well, we just got – I had to call him because uh, our song Flatlands uh, that uh, is going to be in a – uh, a guy's uh, movie uh, that he's made. The guy's won a couple of Academy Awards and a couple Oscars. Wow. And heavy. But anyway, he wants it for the intro of, is, is sort of revisiting. It's going to be fantastic. What a great song, by the way. Oh, I love, well, it was, a, it was a work in progress and uh, just threw the chorus out and threw it away and let it just become a jam. And then it really sort of held together by three verses and a great band. It was one of those deals. It's <laughs> a good you know, song. Well, I appreciate it. All right, so Neil, yes. you're, you're growing up in, the, in, in this area. We talk about you and I both know we have a lot of songwriter pals, and I, I talk about this a lot, that grow up in rural areas that have big ideas and have, and have ways of connecting that are worldly. And that's the truth. So uh, wh- what do you think it is about growing up in such a small place where you'd think that your mind would be limited, but it's the I, opposite? I, well, I think sometimes small confines, if you will, uh, force us to dream big. I know that sounds like a greeting card. I'll give you an example for me. My my grandfather had polio when he was 16. He was a huge inspiration for me. And, uh, you know, he wanted to be a farmer. I'm from a big dairy farm family. And, uh, you know, because he was handicapped, his family said, well, no, you need to go off to college. And, of course, he was born in 1910. So, you know, this is not a big thing. But he went off to college and he came back. And, of course, his brothers got drafted in the war. And he said, how about let me try this farming thing? And he took a little dirt farm and turned it into a big dairy empire. 
Wow. And sometimes I think out of sort of adversity or confines or restrictions, I think it gives us an idea to sort of see the world in a dreamy way, which actually the world is pretty much a dream come true if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Well, okay, first of all, anybody that works with dirt, there's something and you're around it growing up, there's something yeah. dang magical about it. It's like you're talking yeah. about Jack and the Beanstalk on steroids, you know, for a, for a, for a kid to see that uh, and, and the gamble. But 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 how greatness can come from, you know, it's from something, from nothing. Exactly. And exactly. that's what Maybe makes that's what songwriting is. Greatness comes from nothing. Yeah, well. A blank page. I am a blank page, that's for sure. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me right. too. All right, so you, you grow up and so... You're, you're anybody in your family above you, uh, uh, along with you, on the side of you, besides maybe church or somebody that mentored you? Who was musical? My grandmother. She's church organist, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. And my parents were not musical, but they were really encouraging, especially my dad. My dad probably more so than my mom. My dad grew up kind of poor and, and you know, worked his way up to accomplish things. And I think he understood the power of a big dream. Resilience, right, in our business yeah. is, is yeah. so... So important. I watched my parents work really hard. Like, like they, yeah. they, but they didn't just do it because they had to. I think they dug it, and so there was. It was inspiring to watch them work on something and achieve things, overcome a lot of odds and obstacles yeah. along the way. You know, five kids. We were one of five. You know, there was Notre Dame in their future, and Ole Miss, and and another Ole Miss, and a St. Mary's, and a Delta State. And I, of course, I always take credit for being the the cheapest. But they said somehow I managed <laughs> to spend more money than anybody. <laughs> That's because you're in the music business. <laughs> oh God, I love it. But. <laughs> For you, okay, take me, you're, you're a senior in high school. At this radio venture in your life, yeah. how old are you when you're doing radio? Well, 16. Okay, okay, that makes sense. I remember cutting a clipping out of the newspaper because they said, you're going to have to read something. I remember practicing <laughs> reading so I could sound halfway educated <laughs> when I read it. And I'm sure I had a terrible accent, but I don't think they could get anyone else to do the shift that was open. So I think they said, go for it. Oh, good. I've got to go speak. Uh, I'm the keynote speaker. <laughs> Uh, this weekend at the Alabama Credit Union in Tuscaloosa, and wow. and well, so we're all and so you know I love Alabama I know football. You, I, I know that I know you do, but I, now I've got it, and I'm sitting here trying to figure out: Am I going to read a certain amount? Well, I can't see really anymore. I need glasses. I need Gwen's glasses. <laughs> I I'm, wear glasses all the time now, Steve. I've, I've just conceded. I, no, I haven't given in yet, so I just bar Gwen's. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone from conceded to concession, blind as a bat. Period. <laughs> uh, love well, the point is, I'm trying to make is I'm trying to go. Well, if I read that, that's not going to work out. You know, both of us. No. There's no way we're going to actually read no. something, and, and and it's it's a a deal where songs are attached to the message so there's right. you know eight ten songs and their messages and i'm just going like steve just go for it <laughs> you know like yeah just go there wing it what i like to i'm say. gonna wing it and we're gonna <laughs> wing it into the next session we're in the keep mississippi beautiful studios we're with my pal hit songwriter neil cody visit mississippi.org is right there check out all the great things you can do this weekend believe me you won't forget it the world can't wait to come back and visit we'll be right back In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. My man, Neil Cody, hit songwriter, artists like Blake Shelton, Ashley McBride, the list goes on and on. 
I spent so many glorious, glorious days and nights with this man writing songs, recording. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Go to visit Mississippi.org. All the great things are right here. Uh, with streaming and everything, uh, have you, you know, how has it affected you, Neil, personally? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's been an eye-opener, and I think a few years ago, that's kind of why, for me, I, I started wondering how we were going to, you know, survive through, really, technology is a wonderful thing. Maybe not so wonderful for the creator. I do think creators are figuring it out, and I do think there's always a period where people will have to figure things out. But I started thinking about, well, what else could I do? And for a while, I was writing for a publishing company that I was uh, uh, also running, which was the biggest mistake I ever made because I'm just not that I couldn't run it, but it's very hard to do both. It was hard to wear both hats. Right. And I think for a period of time, I felt a bit like a cannibal when you have to tell someone we're not going to pick up your option, that we're going to let you go. I felt like I was eating my own and that didn't go well. So I I went back to school. I went back and got my degree in ministry. And I really thought that I was going to leave the music business and and, 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 and work in the ministry full-time. I really thought that's what God was leading me to. You know, we plan, God laughs. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and, 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 <laughs> and that, that's not that there was anything wrong with the ministry. I think there was something wrong with me in the ministry. Uh, and, and so I, I ended up going back to writing songs full-time. In fact, I, I think I was, I was delighted. And when I came back, you asked the question, I said, I'm going to figure this out, if it, whatever it takes, because I'm, I'm a creator, and I'm going to trust my creator, and I'm going to show up, and I'm going to figure out a way to navigate this new business. Yeah. And I'll tell you the way I've done it. I've, I've, I, you know, nowadays I go in a room, I'm probably the oldest person in the room by 30 years. Which would be both of us. <laughs> <laughs> and when I get there, I'll tell you what I like. I like that they're not bitter, they're not jaded. This is the only person of the business they've known. <laughs> and so I, 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 I breathe in their positivity, I look at what they want to do, and I say, how can I best help them do what I wanted to do when I was there? Right. And right. I have found that I am more creative and more excited about writing songs and being a part of music and projects. I kind of love working with some of these young artists. So I'm probably all over the place, but that's the streaming. That's how I've, I've swum my way through the streaming and said, whatever. Right, right. So have I. I mean, I even I even tried to farm to nurture it this summer so I could get my numbers up because I was bulking, you know, I was fighting the system and and I just at some point, you know, it was what it was. But now what you are is we know how it felt for Roger when we were in Roger Murrow's office and he was at the, you know, he was he was where you are and where I am. I right. love mentor. I love being in the in the room with the younger acts and stuff. And- You're really good at it too. You're really great with young artists. In fact, I remember working with you and some of the bands that we work with when you were here, and I, I borrowed some of your your uh, your technique because one of the things you really are that I'm not is you are very high energy, but you're a patient high energy. You're you're like a hunter who waits for the animal to come. I'm, I'm firing off like crazy. What about this? What about that? What about that? And you're patient. You allow ideas to develop, but you also allow relationships to develop, and you allow a co-writing situation to develop. You're good at making people feel comfortable. Well, I appreciate you saying that, but there's also, it's, it's relative. Now, I, I enjoy, first of all, by the way, uh, I recently interviewed the vets. 
And so I got to say, and they they wanted me to tell you hello because I told them we were. I love be, them, by the way. I great. miss them. Yeah, well, they uh, cra- crazy talented and a perfect example of how the world doesn't know them, really know them yet. And 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 to see her live, to see Rachel, it's crazy. Oh, it's just insane. She's an incredible performer. Yeah, yeah incredible performer. <clears throat> but with all that said, uh, I just think that I figured out. I think coming back home and writing alone because of choice, I didn't have a choice. I think it really, really, really made me realize there was a pivotal point in my life where one song made set the rules and the mark for me. Okay, so for you, for that, for that, that was waiting on Joe. No doubt in my mind, I said, "Holy Moses!" I didn't even know it was a song, and it it really made things come to perspective so i remember you you and randy van warmer i really want to talk about y'all's relationship as well okay but but i remember hearing through the wall one of the greatest songs i ever heard in my life and being from the delta and spending a lot of time in new orleans uh my mom went to uh to loyola there or or went to st mary's and she wanted to be a nun but she wanted to have kids which was obviously a little bit of a you know like you wanted to be in ministry but you want to write you want to write songs i think that you had a better shot than she did at fulfilling both goals (laughs) but but with writing when i see jesus walk on lake pontchartrain just take me back and and folks you gotta go you gotta go check this out the song is it's just it's mind blowing, but and and you you hear your passion and your singing and it's just something else. It's special. But with that said, I got to experience it through the wall. You and Randy, where does it? Where do you come up with it? And and ha, when you still play that song, do you to this day? Do you think about it, your buddy Randy? Oh yeah, I think about lost. Randy every day almost. Um, that that song, you know, I, I I had the verse, the first verse for that song. I had. Uh, messed around with for a while. I didn't really know what to do with it. Um, I, I, I spent a lot of time in New Orleans. I was obsessed with New Orleans, and I was obsessed with Dr. John. It was one of the first opportunities I got as an artist was to open shows for him. And um, one of the things that I was really contemplating at that time in my life, if I'm being completely transparent, was this idea of how does faith fit into my life, and does it? Mm-hmm. Because so many people around me were having the same question. And one of the things that most of them, you know, they would sort of put off faith. And, and Randy and I began to talk about that one day. I, I said, you know, this idea of, you know, how do we write a song about these people who desperately, more than anything, want to have a relationship with something bigger than them, but they're really in a city, in an area where they're really confined to this lifestyle. Right. And, and let's face it, you know, New Orleans has a lifestyle, and especially for a musician. And so we just started messing around, and we really didn't have a course. We had two verses and a bridge. And, and, and Randy kind of came to me with his idea for the, for the course, and he actually called me up and sang me the first couple lines. And, and then I said, and when I see Jesus walk across Lake Pontchartrain, and he said, that's what we'll call it. I said, well, that's a catchy title. Uh, you know, we'll just put that on there. It takes up the whole CD cover. But, but, but Randy was so special to me because I didn't, I, I, I can't tell you how much friendship means to me. And I don't know if it's because I grew up and I was kind of a, a loner. You know, I was playing guitar with somebody the other day and I was playing this part and the guy said, you spent a tremendous amount of time alone, didn't you? And I said, tremendous amount. <laughs> that means you're great. <laughs> and, and he said, he said, me too. <laughs> and Randy, I think, was like that too. But when I met him, it was like a kindred spirit. It was the brother that I never had. It was the best friend that I always dreamed of. 
and it was just an instant chemistry with somebody that really is very di- was very different than me. And I will say this: his death for me, um, it, it it really was like losing a spouse. It was deep. I told my wife the other day. I said it, 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 it was it was a loss that took me probably ten years just to be able to confront. Right. To and uh, it, yeah. creatively, it really it really it really put a period at the end of a chapter for me. Right. And it was really hard for me to to kind of get myself back in that headspace where I was then because I I missed it so much, the relationship that was around all those songs. Right. And um, you said something earlier that I want to just touch on quickly is the idea of writing by yourself. You know, being in Nashville and then sort of being an artist and then being a staff writer and all the co-writing and a different blind date every day with a different artist or a different <laughs> writer, I kind of got away from writing by myself. In the last couple of years, like you, I, I've gotten back to writing with me and right. I don't always like me, but I think it's important for me to spend time with me. And I think you would agree with that. Yeah. And I will say that relationship with Randy really helped me understand that each of us bring to the table something that is unique. And that is who we are as a voice in the song. Well, let's talk about just the spirit of Randy versus. Well, I want to go into a break first because I want to talk about okay. Randy and our boy AJ, both flying with the okay, angels yeah. in a second. But you now listen, Neil, I know you grew up in, in church and, and learned to hone your craft there. And, and, but, but Mississippi is the birthplace of American music. So you get to play DJ again. You're 16 again. Would you like to hear Bobby Gentry or Howlin' Wolf into the break? I got to go with Bobby Gentry. That's what I'm talking Love about. Bobby Gentry. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Go to visit Mississippi.org. Don't forget. This weekend could be a lot you can do uh, right here, man, in this glorious, historical, culturally rock star state that I call home. Brother Mary Becky Thompson, they bought a store in Tupelo. There was a virus going round, Papa caught it and he died last spring. Now mama doesn't seem to want to do much of anything And me, I spend a lot of time picking flowers up on Choctaw Ridge I've been into the muddy water off the Tallahatchie Bridge Folks, for over 75 years, Guarantee Bank has been committed to meeting the financial needs of their customers and communities. Even during this challenging time, that commitment remains the same. They're always there to serve your everyday banking needs, answer your questions, offer support, and get through this together. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. This is a song about best friends. Visit Mississippi.org is the place for all of your glorious destinations, especially in these trying times. You don't have to go that far to get a whole lot of fun and history and culture all wrapped up in one and uh, soothe your soul through these times. I'm with my man, Neil Cody, in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Fabulous, fabulous writer. Uh, what a voice. He just got through working out. He worked out early so he could be uh, on my show. 
taping this puppy. I'd already worked out before you worked out. Neil, I can't have coffee in the morning bef- unless I've worked out. I got to do it and get it over with because I don't like it. I don't it, like it's it. working out a lot better for you than it is me. It's not. I'm, I'm kind of a skinny fat, is what I am. You're not. I, you're... I go. I know I am. What I do is I go and I race mortality. But <laughs> I, 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 you know, I'm not. I'm not lifting weights as much as I used to. I'm. I'm really about getting in there and getting a good 45 minutes of hard cardio and keeping my arteries open so my brain works so I can find another word that rhymes with love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me tell you what, I don't like to work out, and I learned a long time ago, how can I cheat working out, right? And so I like to have a Diet Coke, something cold, a fan blowing, and I even created my own version of working out called Shower and Power, so I won't sweat at all. So how bad is that? <laughs> how do you do that, Shower uh, it's, and Power? It's not pretty, but it, it's, it can be effective, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so, I'm with you on that. All right, so. Well, this is the YMCA. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to back up and talk about, you know, you lost Randy, but then you were close, very close to our boy A.J. Masters. He was my loved AJ first too. co-write. You got to realize. Very similar spirits, too. Oh, very God. unique, sweet spirits. There's it, no other way to say it. Life without knowing those two guys oh. would not be life at all. And I'm telling you, uh, A.J., it's funny. We're, I'm, I'm working on an EP, and I wanted to pull up an old song that A.J. and I had something to do with together. We wrote so many songs that a lot of them aren't recorded. Uh, or, well, they're recorded, but they're just not released. But anyway, I, the first thing I heard was there was his voice talking before he was playing the bass, a bass part. And I said, oh, I just broke my heart. And then I said, I got to keep that on the record. I'm going to have his voice. First thing you may hear on the whole freaking dang project is A.J., you know, I mean, for for us getting to know a guy like AJ Masters and Randy Van Warmer, the spirit that they, it just they spread it like wildfire, man. You know, they they have something that um, I'm I'm getting a little emotional just uh, thinking about how much they they have something that makes the world a better place, right? And it's hard to put your finger on that. It really is a spirit. It is a it is a. Uh, it's a gift to even be in the same room or the same city as people like that. Yeah, yeah. They do make the world a better place. And it's more than music. It, it goes far beyond. I mean, a lot of people leave their mark with their music. AJ and Randy left their mark with their music and who they were. Exactly. And who they were was part of their music. There was no, there was no mask with either of them. Who you saw was who you got well and they are in a, they are in a better place so they got they're in the they're they in, are they're in, in the place. right they're in the right place for them and it's just, absolutely all right absolutely. so let's get to your first very first cut uh where were you who was it uh sawyer brown wrote it with mark mark allen springer another friend of ours sawyer yeah. brown i can't i think the song was called between you and paradise it was never a single but that's my first cut and then i got a ronna reeves cut who, by the way, later in life I ended up working. She is my song plugger, and she was fantastic. And I said, boy, I had two cuts on you. And she said, we're just going to be quiet about that, Neil. <laughs> hey, wait, 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 wait. Collect from Wichita, right? Uh, Collect from Wichita was her. Thank and you. then another song I wrote with Pat Terry called My Heart Wasn't In It. Those are my first three cuts. Now, I'd had other little cuts on rock bands that never did anything, but cuts that were on, like, major releases, that was right. That's so good. You know, I remember hearing Collect from Wichita, and I said, Come on. 
You know, I'm telling you, I was in a really funky place there. I mean, I think the most inspiration I got was the Captain Crunch in the morning. I mean, I, I mean, you know, this the sound of the crunch was more melodic than anything that was coming out of my out of my mouth. And you, you know what? I don't, I think we all would say that if we were being honest, because there's something really not creative about working at a creative job. Would right. you agree? And here you and I are, you know, we wait our whole life to have an opportunity. <laughs> then we get in this place and suddenly it's like, okay, right. And we're like, well, uh, okay. And it's the songs that brought you there that they came from a very, uh, you know, uh, well, I guess you would call, I can't even think of the word. They come from an organic place. Right. And then here we were suddenly supposed to write on command. And, and, and I just don't think that's, uh, I don't think that's a natural thing for people. As life happens, Neil, and as life ha- has happened for you, you sort of have, well, you've experienced so much more. And if, if you just sort of take a step back and reflect for a second, I think the floodgates open up. I think you're right. It's hard sometimes because life moves so fast. And with life comes responsibility. And with responsibility comes the pressure of being a dad, yes. of being a husband. Yes. And it's sort of hard to take that breath that you need, that creative breath, that time to sit back and go, okay, I can still do this. I still feel the same when I hear certain chords and certain songs. For me, I've got this list of songs on a playlist I put together, you know, and it's good songs that matter. And it might be a song by Rodney Crow, or it might be a song by Charlie Rich, or it might be a song by Coldplay, but songs that evoke that uh, willingness to step back. And take that breath. Right, right. The merchandise store. Mark Allen Springer, the first time you wrote with Mark Allen, it's where he took me. Did he take you there? No, no. The first time I wrote with Mark <laughs> Allen Springer, he said, Slick, I'm kind of hungry. Why don't we ride back all the way to Franklin and go to Herbert's Barbecue? So we got in the car and drove 35 minutes yeah. to some barbecue place, which was delicious. It's a McDonald's now. But uh, And then we came back and didn't write anything. We wrote no. like two lines. His brilliance, his like brilliance a, had like a stall button. You know what I mean? Yeah. His, he was a hillbilly genius, no question. Oh, there's no doubt. But no question, one of the, one of the smartest guys you will ever meet. But he definitely, I learned something from him. He didn't care if the sun didn't shine. He was walking to his own drum in his own time, in his own way. And he was going to do it his way, no matter what. We're working together now with with uh, you are? with an artist. Yeah, our comp- we've teamed up and we're managing uh, a kid that he brought to town named Jay Burgess, who actually played quarterback at Delta State, where I went. So you know, I, I heard the song, but you guys did. I really liked it. I really, really liked. It. He's working creatively with him, and then my son just shot his new music video. Strack did, and came down at Christmas. I said, Strack, you know, he lives in Hollywood now, and he's he's working on feature films now, and he's doing his thing. And I go, Hey, I need you to. He goes. He just did it. I mean, he bless his heart. I, I can't. I can't even get him a give him Christmas off. You know, I, <laughs> I, I made Jabe drive to to Cleveland, and I, we used the big Studio A. And hey, speaking of Studio A, Neil, you ought to think about coming down to Delta State to the Delta Music Institute. The studio is off the hook. Norbert Putnam helped design and build it. Uh, and it's just insane, and the room the room's special, and it was it used to be a basketball court, you know. Wow. And uh, but anyway, you could we could stay to get you could stay with me, and and uh, and we go. I can go watch you make hits, you know. Well, no, we could write some. I could come down there. We could write some. Then we could go in there and demo. You know, we could go in there and create something I like awesome. It. I like it. Let's just not demo. You'll Let's never know how record. much I miss our days. By the way. Oh, 
Okay. And people are probably going, what's wrong with you guys? Get over it. That's okay. People need to know that they're real friendships. <laughs> so good. Oh, my gosh. I used to get up for it. And I remember the times that you would eat chocolate-covered coffee beans, and I'd go, no, no, no. Neil, no, 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 I no, need no. the chocolate-covered coffee beans. <laughs> yeah, I really – you you know, I, I, I think I've mellowed a lot with age. <laughs> Um, I kind of have to pretend that I'm calm, cool, and collected because I got two kids in college, you know. And I don't know how I'm going to pay for it, but uh, good Lord willing, and uh, the creek don't rise. I'm going to eat some coffee beans this morning and write the <laughs> song that's going to do that. Hey, you know, my mom and dad used to say they would put on paper a budget when all of us were sort of in college, and they said that it never, it never added up. It didn't even come close. So all my dad would go, we're going to trust in God. And she, she, my mom would agree. And they, and they did. And dad goes, he got through it and looked back and he said, well, there's no way those numbers ever made any sense. It's not possible. That's true. But I get that. So that's a good story. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I needed that inspiration. This <laughs> <laughs> and when you, when you go check your bank account today, it's going to have like a, like a lot more money than it had. Yeah. Know? No, when I check my bank account today, it's going to be because I need to put some money in there. <laughs> so it looks like it has at least some in it. That's what uh, all right. Tell me about your kids. Where are they in school? My son is at the university of Arkansas in Fayetteville. Wait, 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 wait. My daughter's yeah. our daughter, Cecilia's there. Oh, we, we got to introduce him. He's a, uh, Small business entrepreneurship. Uh, his wow. major at the at the Walton School of Business. Um, yeah. He, uh, you know, he's uh, he loves music. You know, his his mom remarried, and and they have, uh, you know, they're in the Texas music scene, big into that. So right, he's big right. into that. But he's into it from the from the monetary side of it, the the business side of the music business. We, we like he that. He loves it. And my daughter's at the University of Tennessee Chattanooga. She's uh, majoring in uh, public law and. Uh, wants to be a lawyer or an FBI agent. I'm fine with either of those things. <laughs> <laughs> well, girl I grew up with, and she's, she's still a buddy, uh, was tough as nails. She became a cop, and, and uh, when I moved back, she was already retired. And I said, what's this retiring thing? I should have became a cop. <laughs> How are you retired already? <laughs> I'll be getting up to eat chocolate-covered coffee beans if I live as long as 78 going into right. Oh, gosh. We're in a Mississippi minute. I'm with Neil Cody. Please don't go anywhere. We're going to wind it down. There's only so much time left in a Mississippi minute, and he's got to go write a hit. Stand by. Got a pocket full of cash in that old Ford truck Plus your cat hanging from the mirror for luck So don't you know all those little brown-eyed girls Want playboys of the South Well, playboys from the Southwestern world Ah, we're still best friends Temporary cellmates In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. With my pal, hit songwriter, Neil Cody, here in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Visit Mississippi.org. is right there. Check out all the great things you can do this weekend. Believe me, you won't forget it. The world can't wait to come back and visit. Uh, Neil, I can't tell you how much it was amazing always to be in the room with you. And we're going to do it again because I, I need another dose We'll do it soon, and this, this interview and, and us reconnecting will make that happen. Um, take me through your day now. So you, you go through, uh, you're working with, like I was talking, we had Anthony Smith on and Wynn Varble, a lot of our old Kerry Kurt Phillips, a yeah. lot of our pals. Yeah. 
take me through your day now when you're working with these young artists. Are there 11 people in the room when there's a band? No. Well, no. Sometimes there are. Now, I wrote, I've written with some bands, and there's like two of them in there, or three. Um, I try never to have more than three in the room. Um, you know, the the margins are small, Steve. i got to keep yeah. a little bit. Um, but, I, you know, it's funny. When we used to start, you know, the doors would open at 9. Everybody start writing now. It goes an hour later every year, it seems. So people don't start writing until 11 now. <laughs> it's like, I'll see you tomorrow in the morning. I'm like, okay, what time? 11. Okay, see you 11. Um, I don't take lunch anymore. We just sort of plow through. Um, I'm working with some artists that I really love. I love this girl that's out of Louisiana, Kylie Fry. She has a single out now uh, called uh, One Night in Tulsa. And... Uh, if she's fantastic, Paul Worley produced it. She's fantastic. And what's her name again? Kylie Fry. Kylie Fry. Okay, Kylie Fry. I got yeah. to be friends with Ashley McBride, who I love, and you're yeah. probably familiar with her. And I wrote some stuff with her and had a song on her project called The Jacket. And I, I just love that. I'll tell you right now, the women are carrying the torch. They're the creative geniuses right now. Well, they're they tougher. really are. They're, they're the artists. And they're tougher. <laughs> well, they are. I mean, you tell me one artist that's better than Brandy Carlisle. Look, Brandy Carlisle right now. I hit myself. Yeah, she's so good. Yeah. Maren so Morris. Good. I mean, Maren Morris. Yeah. I mean, you know, you talk about someone who took a, a genre, you know, which is popular country music, and made songs that really matter in a world of Yetis and jacked up trucks. That girl did it. She's carrying the torch. Hey, real quick. So, Ashley's. Were you on Ashley McBride's first record that won? Yeah, the, the first record. Yeah. You know, yeah. we had her in the Delta at my, our music festival the year before we had Marion Morris. The year before we had Chris Stapleton. Were we guessing pretty oh, good? Oh boy, that's a good bunch of people. <laughs> we're guessing pretty good, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then all of a sudden, absolutely. two weeks later, they'd blow up. I mean, we were all three of them. We were their last cheap gig they ever had. <laughs> cheap uh, low low paying gig and uh so i you know i take pride in that <laughs> you need to get kylie to come down there she's fantastic i'm telling you oh that absolutely. girl's got it all right speaking of coming down you know we do this songwriter music series called the mockingbird music series and your your time's coming soon so we are you, well, you, are you, you know are you i'll digging be down there with down? bells on okay good I'll, good, I'll, good I'll be there with bells on i'll do any chance to come down hang out with you hang out in mississippi eat good food my wife's from alabama she'll be sure to come too she'll love it well you know my uh my pond right now well, i would love to have you here and to help me go find my boat my boats it's it, somehow it, it's tied to the dock right and and we've had so much rain that it's that it's not on the dock i don't understand i tie that sucker is tight i mean in knots and then somehow the power of water <laughs> pushes un, it, un, it undoes the knot i mean i don't understand it and then the boat's waiting now I'm, i can sort of see it from the studio i see it it's like about 50 yards out so I, that's so what we'll I got to do wait today. out there and get it. You know I'm all about an adventure, so I'll help you do that. <laughs> hey, the days of Mark Allen, we built gymnasiums, dug, oh, dug yeah. out ponds, built houses. Bought I mean, a bulldozer, opened up a sawmill, all kinds of stuff. We're throwing him under the bus today, aren't we? I like it. So no, we're not at all. We're giving him all the glory. <laughs> he made our job when it wasn't fun, fun. Oh, wow. I love it. All right. So what's the plan as far as do you ever set goals like, OK, uh, you know, your kids are in college now. Um, could you ever see yourself not doing this, Neil, like re no, really retiring? I, I, I thought that I could. No. And, you know, the funny thing is, I don't know that anybody wants to listen to a 50 year old guy sing, but <laughs> I'm back to writing songs that mean something to me. And I, I want to put together a project and. Even if I'm the only one that listens to it, I'm 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 working on that right now, and and uh, I'm I'm 
I'm more energized about creating music than I've been in a long time. Wow. And so goals for me is I want to I want to be a part of a lot of these other people's careers as they as they go on to do whatever they want to do. I want to I want to make them laugh like people like Mark Allen Springer made me laugh and I want to make music that matters. And uh and I don't know I don't know exactly what that means, but that's the subject of my life and every great book's got to have a subject. Not to say that my life's a great book, but uh, it's a funny one. I'll give you that. <laughs> it's so good. It's not just funny. It puts your life to me, evokes every stinking emotion there. Every emotion you can possibly have is you can in one sitting with you. I go through them all, and and well, it's, it's 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 like being it's like going being in a movie and a great movie. I'm gonna say this too before we go because if I don't, I'll feel bad. You know, of true friends in the music business, you don't get a lot of true friends in a business as competitive and crazy as that. Uh, you probably count them on one hand, and right. uh, you'd be in the top three for me. Oh, my brother, you are the best. That's unbelievable. I mean that. Well, now I'm really feeling bad that I moved back, <laughs> but I, but I'm no, not because I'm at peace. No, it's a good thing to peace. move back. Listen, I, I listen. I wish I'd like to move down there with you. I keep telling my wife I'm moving to Fairhope, Alabama. I've had enough of this rat race. Nashville's too big. Wow, I love. It. We got to connect our kids at Arkansas. So let's do let's that. Let's do that. We'll get we'll get let's off phone and, and get them trade numbers, and we won't let everybody hear that. But uh, I appreciate you spending a Mississippi minute with I me. I appreciate you, you so brother. much. I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you for making my day. My man, Neil Cody. You got to check him out. Go do it, please. We'll see you later. Blessings, y'all. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.